We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. And welcome back to call of cthulhu mythos mysteries i am your keeper travis the darkest light your soul has seen and welcome uh <laughs> let's introduce some of our doomed players shall we starting with daniel um daniel i play the archaeologist known as texas powers texas powers i'm ariel i play the secretary ruth whom I hope doesn't get smashed by a train. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Aaron, and I play the FBI agent, Norman. Norman. Who mysteriously found confidence last episode. <laughs> Norman Bates. Norman And lost Bates. it. <laughs> All right. Bates. So over in our Discord, which you can find a link to in our beautiful show notes, also a link to our store where you can buy merch. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Like I've said before, if we don't sell enough merch, Aaron's going to kick me off the show. Um, so <laughs> over on the, our Discord, I put out a call for some of our listeners to just give us a simple question for each episode. And guess what? This time around, Raven Rush Games wants to know from us, if you could choose one deity of the gods to befriend... Who would it be and why? And we're going to stick to Cthulhu mythos for this. So which Cthulhu deity would you befriend and why? Ooh, okay. So it would be Tiddles. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you started first. It would just, it'd be a blast. Yeah. He likes to like fuck with people and shit. And that would be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> Way to go, Ariel. Now Aaron's thinking frantically of who he would choose. It's not fair. <laughs> what I don't get, because we, guys, we do other shows where we ask questions, and everybody could have the same answer. Yeah, it's that one that's like tentacles with one eye. It's over in like Germany area. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't pronounce it. That doesn't help. Hey, hey, you guys wanted me to say it. There you go. I don't, I don't know how it is. Uh, I really want to say Sheagorath, but that is not Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> uh, I will say Tettles. Yeah, you can say Tettles. Just copy there off of Ariel. That's fine. I'll there. say Tettles. There it is. That's, oh, there. see? <laughs> <sighs> how, how do you pronounce it, Ariel? Sayaga? Close enough. Sayaga or Sayaga. Sayaga. All right. Yeah, see, Aaron. Just want to be friends with a tentacle monster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I would, yeah. Say I would. Uh, I would bro out with Nyla Ethertep because he just seems so chill. See, he just seems so cool. <laughs> so chill. Yeah. 
He literally just likes to walk around and fuck yeah. with people. So he would, he'd be the ultimate prankster. Yeah, like, what's up, guys? I'm going to kill this entire city, except for you, Travis, because we <laughs> bros. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> after this, let's go get chicken nuggets. And he'd be like, let's do it. And then everybody dies. But anyway, last episode, our intrepid investigators found themselves back on a very familiar train platform. Uh, Norman did have a letter that seemed familiar, seemed like he's read it a few times, telling him that he was being stationed for the FBI in Arkham to investigate a series of what could be potential serial murders over the last 10 years. Texas Powers had a very finely printed invitation from the Arkham Historical Society for him to come and speak about an Egyptian uh, Egyptian artifacts. Ariel was thrown, thrust into the scene as Ruth. Um, Norman decided that the police officer who escorted Ruth onto the platform wasn't really a great guy and attacked him. They found they found Clara, but she is completely unconscious. Um, a beautiful woman showed up and handed off a leather case for Ruth. Um, when that beautiful woman showed up, the air quotes sheriff lost his shit. And just as we stepped out of last episode... Texas Powers had a hold of the sheriff trying to stop him from smashing his face and head on a brick wall. So here we go. Texas, you've got a hold of this man and he is covered in blood. You're struggling to keep a hold of him and he continues to whisper. But now it is through a gout of blood just running down his throat. It wasn't supposed to be like this. They said to just bring her here. It wasn't supposed to be like this. And he is struggling to get out of your grasp. Can I try and like choke him out? Like the like a sleeper <laughs> hold? Um yeah, let's do uh let's do a fighting. Mm, Seventy two out of twenty eight. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you, your right arm goes up and around his neck, and you are restraining him with all your might. Um, your suit, like your your jacket is becoming slick with his blood. And Norman, you, you hear from across the platform, like you hear a struggle between Texas and the sheriff. But you are so transfixed on this beautiful woman in front of you, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm transfixed on the fact that this random lady who was standing way too close to the train has now got the case that I wanted to get. And that case is with your years of criminal background where you, you know, law enforcement, you know, it's, this is most likely a case containing a few vials and some syringes. I'm now like clutching so, into my chest with my head down and I'm walking back towards the train platform. And Ruth, you've got a little where the beautiful blonde woman gave you a kiss on the forehead. You do have a little imprint of lipstick, bright red lipstick right in the center of your head. You probably don't know that because you can't see the center of your head. There's no mirrors. 
But for Texas and Norman, she has a little smoocheroo of lipstick on her forehead. I'm feeling really stressed out right now because uh, my yeah. newfound confidence is so, gone. I woke up confident yeah. and slowly depleted. And the guy I just arrested is trying to beat his head in. And Texas is trying to restrain him and the lady's not listening mm-hmm. to me and she keeps trying to go back too close to the train and now there's paraphernalia yeah. and I'm just too stressed. <laughs> so you are straight, you are stressed out and this woman in front, she, she's, Ruth turns around to walk away and now this gorgeous angelic woman turns her attention to you and her gaze meets your eyes and Norman, you feel you, you've got tunnel vision. You can feel like your fingers and toes are starting to get numb and your head is, it's splitting. And you hear a woman's voice screaming, let me out. And Kelsey Johnson comes to the surface. She's going to kind of shake her head and look at the beautiful woman in front of her and become instantly terrified and run in the opposite direction. Now... You're going to have to roll a constitution to get away from her. And it is an extreme constitution. That is a fail. That is 76 out of 45. Yes. Oh, no. Kelsey, you see this woman who's gorgeous. But also you hear Texas in the background struggling away. And you there. It's pure chaos. And the only one not affected by it is Ruth. There's other passengers waiting for the train who are all just stuck stone straight transfixed staring at each one of you not saying a single word Texas roll me a strength 79 out of 45 so no (laughs) you're keeping a hold of him um, but as he's struggling you feel a pop you feel a pop under your arm and just you know you're behind him and you look around the front and where he's done the massive amount of damage to his face and his forehead you can see in his struggles with you and you might be grabbing a hold a little stronger than you anticipated you can see where part of his jaw is detached so now his his gurgles are just becoming just slurs of I think I'm letting go. And he's, he's, he's hitching because he's trying to breathe, but he's got so much of his own blood running down his, his throat. How are you letting him go? You're going to let him go? You're going to push him forward? What are you doing? You're just letting him go? Yeah, I'll let him go. And like, I'll give him, I don't want to like push, push him forward, but like make sure that I push him off me. So that way he doesn't like come backwards with me. Like if I let him go, you know, he's not going to just come straight back. He can move forward a little bit, but uh-huh. I'm not going to like shove him down. I'll just gently put. Oh, no, he's, he is, a, he falls forward. And as he hits the ground, you see he is raising his head as he's on his stomach and he's lifting his head back as far as he can and smashing it, just smashing it on, on the bricks in front of him while he's laying down. He is it's to the point where it you hear pops from what should have been his eyes. And uh, roll me a medicine. 38 out of 1%, so no. <laughs> he it's It's become a mess to say the very least. And you would imagine he should be dead by now, but this body is still writhing in its in its own gore. Roll me a sanity. Uh 37 yeah. out of 50. All right, so you're fine. It you've been part of 
during World War One, you didn't exactly fight, but you were you were around battlefields. You've seen human tragedy, but never this close and never someone doing it to themselves. Ruth is clutching her black attache case. Texas is walking away in disgust from what he sees in front of him. And Kelsey is terrified, but transfixed by the gorgeous woman. Does this uh, constitute as enough stress? Yeah. Roll me a dice. I'm going to kind of turn a little brooding. Kelsey, you, 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 Kelsey, you feel your brain is burning and you hear a voice in the back saying, I'll do this. Let me. And this woman in front of you, she leans forward and her forehead touches yours, Kelsey. She goes, don't, don't let those voices tell you what to do, my dear. You are a beautiful woman yourself. And Kelsey, uh, this gorgeous woman kisses you on the forehead and your entire body feels electrified. What was the new personality you rolled, Aaron? George Sanders. Police George detective. He's detective. All right. So, mm, Kelsey, your body just, it feels electrified and you feel something pulling back from you. And... Kelsey, you're now no longer part of Norman. You're your own physical form. And you are a gorgeous young woman, just like you had always wished to be. And behind you, you see who you've caught glimpses of in the mirror before, and you think he calls himself Norman. But he doesn't seem as timid as Norman does. So Kelsey... In front of you is a gorgeous woman. And she's got a hold of your face and she's kissed your forehead. And at this point, you are just, you are compelled and you reach forward and you start unbuttoning her long white mink coat. Texas, Texas, you see, you see who you think should be Norman. Someone who you kind of know. He's now, he's standing behind this woman who was not on the platform to begin with. What's And what's Norman doing? Uh, George is pulling the handgun out of his jacket and shooting it straight into the air. Okay. And he's straight into, straight the, into, air. into the air. And he's going to say, that's enough of this shit. Kelsey, it doesn't even phase her. She is so, she is so transfixed. She is obsessed with self-beauty, and this woman in front of her has given, has given her everything she's always wanted. And she is unbuttoning this. It's a long fur, bright white fur coat. And as she's unbuttoning this, you see hints of red. And as the coat opens... Texas, roll me a uh, spot hidden because you're kind of further away. And Ruth, you do the same. 30 out of 65. 88 out of 83. So you are still just, you've got, you've got your case with your drugs in it and you don't even care. But Texas, as you look across and you see this scene going on, because yeah, you heard a gunshot. Um, You see this coat open and because you're looking and you see the, the fur on the inside of the coat is sticky and it's clinging 
And as it opens, you can tell from the neck down, this gorgeous woman has been flayed and skinned. And the fur inside the coat is is stained with blood. The fur inside the coat is a shade of crimson that only a field medic would, would see. And she is still smiling and just staring directly at, at Kelsey. Oh, George is going to storm off towards Texas and he's going to point the gun at him. He goes, go get, yeah. <laughs> go get her ass. He's just kind of going to wave the gun in your face. Aren't you just there? Yeah, no questions. Go ahead. I'm just going to stare at George because he literally left from being right next to this woman to now further away. I ain't touching her. You go get her. Ain't you the... Uh... Deputized. That means you listen to me. Go get her. I ain't touching her. Well, this guy. That guy's dead. Not my problem anymore. <laughs> Ru- Ruth, this is something that you you are familiar with. You you kind of get an idea of what me what might be going on, and you you know you don't like it. All right, first thing I'm gonna do is stealth up to I, what George now. <laughs> stealth up to George. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thirty-one out of. 20, but you're not facing me, you're Mm -mm. facing him. Yeah, I'm waving the gun in his face. Yeah, no, I definitely got a 51 out of 56, so. (laughs) So, okay, yeah, Ruth is, uh, I mean, there's quite a scene going on, and Ruth doesn't, isn't quite as phased by it as the two of you are, and she does, she makes her way up to George in Texas. Next thing I'm gonna do is I'm going to take the gun from you. 76 out of 90. Oh, yeah. I got 37. So I take the gun from you. Oh, yeah. And George, you're surprised that such a petite young woman, she just, that gun, you're talking to Texas. And the next thing you know, you feel a grip and your gun is out of your hand. And then now what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot. I'm going right up to the woman putting the gun against her forehead and pulling the trigger. So while this is going on, the coat is off and Kelsey is has the coat in over her arm. And the woman like whispers to come, "Oh, sweetie, put this on. You did de- put it on. You deserve it." So Kelsey is putting the fur coat on and Ruth has walked up and is firing point blank at the skinless woman's forehead. Let's have a firearms handgun roll for from you. Oh, yeah. 48 under 70. 48 under 70. All right. You, gentlemen, you hear the crack of a, of a handgun. And you see a, what would you say, a dime-sized hole just appear in the forehead of this skinless woman. And the back of her head explodes gore across the platform behind her. And she looks down and she takes the gun with a ease from Ruth and said, my dear, this is not why you were spared. Now, Ruth, roll me a sanity. 31 under 60. You save your sanity. 
No, she, 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 this woman looks at the gun and she, it's, it's of no use to her. And she looks and Kelsey is putting, has putting the coat on. And then you hear the scream <laughs> from Kelsey. I need, I need Texas and George to roll sanity for that. Yeah, that's a fail. That's a 95 out of 33. Yeah, I failed as well. Just do a D4. Three. Two. That does bring me down to 31 out of 40, which is, I believe, rule of thumb enough to get another personality, isn't it? You will create a new personality at some point. Correct. Texas, roll me a constitution. 97 out of 45, so no. All right. Um... You feel it happening, but you can't stop. Um, you wretch, and you just start vomiting at your feet. Right onto the one guy. All right. And even through the painful vomit, you can hear Kelsey's screams. Um, anyone looking at them sees the coat start to collapse slowly while just skin and bone are piling up inside of them. Kelsey's gone. This skinless woman just holding you know she's obviously surprised because Ruth shot her in the head and she she yells darling darling please please pick up my coat um the police car behind her the door opens and Texas and George and Ruth you know this person he gets out and he's a little shorter He's finally dressed, and you Oh, Jillian, I told you to be careful with that coat. Uh, and it is Henry Walters. Walks, approaches the platform, and picks up her coat, and folds it over his arm, and... Oh, Jillian. Uh, we've got three here in front of us. One's asleep. One's still circling Arkham in his plane. I don't even think he realizes where he's at. Um these three um and you see him counting the other people there on the platform i don't believe we need these do we and the other passengers just collapse they're not dead there's no violence to it they just their eyes close and they hit the ground so it's just just the, the four of you here right now i believe and my dear wife jillian believes you're worth saving. At that point, the train barrels into the station and there are sparks flying because they're, they're hitting the brakes as hard as they can. They've, they've, the, it's been screeching, screeching to a halt. That's the very last car of the train is the only one accessible now because of how far the train has gone past the platform. And Henry he just he is a smile oh oh your 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 ride out of town has a has has showed up everyone i'm like clutching i'm still clutching the bag or the case so with my head down i'm gonna i'm gonna walk over behind both texas and ruth and i'm gonna put my hands on their shoulders and i'm like Yep, that's all right. Let's go. Bye. And I'm just going to keep pushing them towards the train. <laughs> the second you touch me, I'm going to shy away from it. Nope, 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 nope. I'm going to try and get Clara. <laughs> oh, she's dead to us. 
Yeah, so I'm gonna try and grab her and drag her. All right, give me a strength. Oh, 50 out of 45, so no. All right, um, you, the two of you notice Texas has this unconscious woman by the wrist and he is struggling. He's slowly dragging her across the platform to the train. And behind you, you hear, oh my dear Jillian, they, they are putting up a, putting up a, putting a fight for you, I believe. Um, have your way with them. I love you, my dear. Please, please uh, don't be late for dinner this evening. And he walks away and she, uh, if you're not looking, if you're, if you're not paying attention, you hear the click clack of her high heel shoes on the stone as she's approaching, as she's approaching you all. At that point, I'm running, uh, I guess towards the train. I'm just going to continue to push. And when she starts running, I'm going to push even harder on Texas towards the train. Oh, Texas is dragging an unconscious body. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep pushing. <laughs> okay. So Ruth, Ruth makes it in. There's, it's a wide door. Yeah, because it's not a, it's not a passenger car. The train slid so far past. You're now in the freight cars. Ruth, Ruth makes it in. Texas is dragging Clara and George is pushing Texas instead of obviously helping. Uh, Texas, give me one more strength roll. 21 out of 45. So yeah. All right. Texas finally. I don't know if he's pissed at George or it's just his determination. He lifts. He he gets his arms down under Claire's shoulders and he lifts her up and he's pulling her into the train car. So the three of you plus Clara are inside this freight car and the door is wide open. And the skinless woman is, she's not quite running, but she is, she's walking fast. You know, she's, she's, she's hurrying to reach you guys. And she looks at George and says, oh, there's so many more to play with, aren't there, little man? Hey, while you're uh, running towards the door, do you mind throwing me that gun? No? Cool. All right, thanks. I'm gonna slam the door. <laughs> Just okay, mail it to me. the door. You close the door. Yeah. It's extreme fury outside now. How dare you? How dare I spared the, I spared you all because I wanted I wanted some new things to play with. Henry promised me, and now you don't even want me. <sighs> all right, you've closed the door. She's pissed. You're in a cattle car. And there is one way out. The other side of the cattle car is a steel ladder going to the roof. I was going to head there as soon as I got into the um, car, train car. All right. I'm going to need you guys to all do dex checks because you're in a cattle car full of uh, dairy cow. And uh, everything going on right now is freaking them the fuck wow. out. Let me get some dex checks. Two, huh? two out of 45. Damn. <laughs> All right. Okay. 57 out of 70. Ruth is... Okay. Ruth is parkouring over Cal. George is... He's weaving in between them, trying not to not to get trampled. Texas? Nine out of 40. All right. Texas makes it... I'll give it to you. You've got nine out of 40. Even, even at a hard, you still work. Yeah, I'll try and help her still. So, okay. 
So yeah, it's Texas is dragging, dragging this strange woman who's just unconscious through there. And you start to hear booming sounds on the door that you closed. Um, I don't remember anybody saying they locked it. As I'm walking past the cows, I'm going to be uttering, excuse me, excuse me. And when I get to the last one, right before I get to the ladder, I'm going to go, didn't we used to date? <laughs> nope, my mistake. Okay. Yeah, excuse me, ma'am, miss, <laughs> miss, Mr. <laughs> Bye, Gertrude. And I'm going to walk up the ladder. Sure. It's not <laughs> All right. So the door is being pounded on and it flies open. I think she found the handle. Um. She starts to climb in, and jo- who is the first up the ladder? I think me. You're going to need to pick the lock to get through that hatch on the top. Nope. 83 out of 1%. All right. You see, uh, you're standing there holding Claire, Clara up, and you see Ruth has got, she's pulling out hairpins, and she is trying everything she can on this padlock holding the latch shut. Okay. Yeah, I'll try and assist. Oh, this isn't bad. I got this, Daniel, because I got 13% now. And let's see, with an advantage roll, so I got nine out of one. I'll use eight of my luck points to um, pick this luck. All right, so large padlock comes free in your hands, Ruth. And at this point, the three of you hear terrified animal screams of the cattle at the far end of the car. And you hear angelic laughter. And it's hard to want to pull away from the laughter. I'm not going to make you roll for it because she's far enough away. And now she is, Jillian, the skinless woman, is preoccupied with some other things to play with. What you going to do? I'm opening the hatch. Okay. And climbing out. Opening the hatch. All right. All right. Um, As she's going, uh, Texas and George, you're in the car still, and you hear a pop. A wet pop. Did you fart? And, no, it was much louder than that. Um, And Jillian screams with laughter. Maybe she farted. you hear, you you hear, I will, I'm going to do that again. And then you hear a cow screaming in terror. Pop. Yeah, I'm going up the ladder with Clara. I'm telling you, she's Mm -hmm. got really bad gas back there. So as soon as all of them come out, I'm shutting the hatch and trying to see if I can lock it from the outside. Because I still have the padlock in my hand. You don't want to invite her to the party? You do still have the padlock. So she is being pre- she's preoccupied right now by ex- a exploding cow, dairy cow. Um, and even on the top, you it's like it's almost hard to speak to each other because of the screams of these animals and the train starts to lurch forward. And you hear the engine speeding up and the train is moving forward and you're on top of this train car and one of you is holding uh, <laughs> an unconscious woman. One of you has a padlock. The other one is cracking jokes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to look for a way to see if I can padlock All it right. from the outside. Yeah, and you know what? There is. There is a an eyelet, an eyelet for um, a padlock. Uh, but roll me a dex because the, the train is gaining speed. 
Uh, 69 out of 45, so no. Oof, okay. You uh, you start to bend down to lock, and you are caught off guard. The train is moving. You almost drop your black leather case, and you're fumbling with that while trying to lock this, and the train is gaining speed, and you are hearing fewer, fewer and fewer cow in this car are still alive. I don't want to alarm you, and but I think we're the, running out of cows. This... This is the last car on the train that's being pulled. And if you look behind you, you can see it is pouring gore from the bottom of it as it's going. This train is leaving a bright red smear behind it as it's going. I'm that's gonna, not cherry pie, sweetheart. I'm going to attempt again to lock it. Nope. 61 out of 45. All right, cool. Uh, Texas, you're holding on to Clara and you see that. Ruth is struggling to lock this. George, you see the same thing, but you're sitting there scratching your chin, trying to think of more fart jokes. I'm going to look at her fumble at the lock. I'm going to sigh, shake my head, and I'm going to attempt with a 65 out of 70 to lock it for her. All right. The uh, hatch starts to pop up and down, pop up and down, and you hear giggling. So, um, Ruth... George is there. He he grabs the padlock from you, and he gets it in that eyelet just before the that latch, it, it, before that hatch pops up, and he gets it through the eyelet. Um, roll me another dex, both of you. Much better this time. I got three out of forty-five. Nice. I All got right. an eighty-five out of seventy. You both are bent down, and George hits the grades from the speed, and he's an older man now, and he hits to the side. But Ruth, you are just, you were built for this. You hit that padlock with one hand, and it locks shut. And at this point, you hear Jillian screaming, and it is terrifying. So... The train, the train is catching speed. You are on the very last car. You've got something that wants to murder, question mark you, in the car below you. Your next options are to drop, jump off the sides, off the back, or move forward along the cars. I'm going to look at um, Texas, who I don't know your name, but I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, we need to get to the other car and we need to detach this one. What's the distance between train car like? Three or four feet. Oh, uh, there's. They say that's. I would say, let's say three feet. Let's four feet at max between the tops. I'm gonna make it easy on you because you're carrying an unconscious player that I don't want to kill right now. I mean, at all. I propose we go with the smart gal's idea because the alternative is to be made into a cherry pie topping from that thing. I'm gonna go ahead and try to get to the other car in front of us. Well, clearly, because there's not one behind us, so. George, your head is killing you. And you hear somebody, it sounds like they're right behind you, and you hear somebody, and they're saying, hey, it's my turn, we're on a train! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! So uh, I'm uh, gonna stop being uh, Ken Tuckett, the new personality I formed, who is an ongoing comedian. Uh, oh, nice. I like the fart jokes now. Okay. Ken Tuckett. And uh, Ken, you're now Lindsay Stevens. Ex-boxer, alcoholic, and loves trains. Oh, my God, guys. We're on the train. I love the trains. Surfing on the train is like 
Ej, ej, the action films! Ah! Uh, no, that's a 67 out of 45. <laughs> um, you two are, uh, you know, Texas, this Austrian man who, you don't know him, but he's very familiar. That voice has clicked something in your head where you're, you, you know you want to be mad at him, but you just can't be mad at him. And out of the corner of your eye, you see Ruth as she's reared back and she's ready to jump and she just kind of slides before she gets to the end. She's a little bit scared. And then below you, the that hatch, two fingernails, two brightly manicured, bright red fingernails come up through the metal and they're working their way apart like a can opener. And that's where this episode is. No! <laughs> so, all right. Everybody, thanks for listening. Like I said, hit us up on the Discord. All those links are in the show notes. Drop us some questions for everybody to answer. Um, gives you guys a better kind of insight as who we are as players. Um, give, might give you a better insight of why they're playing certain characters a certain way. Um, and on that note, the Discord group, super open, super inviting. Everybody's great to each other. Come visit us. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Stay healthy, stay happy, keep your sanity in check. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. I'm going to do my best to fill Ariel's shoes and make everybody happy and scared at the same time. Uh, in the meantime, check out the show notes. We got a link to our Discord, which is an awesome community full of awesome people. Very open. Very nice. Um, and we've also got links to our store, so you can buy some merch for all the different shows that we record. Uh, until then, we will see you next episode. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and most of all, keep your sanity in check. I love you guys.